Do you severely dislike attending meetings all day? Have you ever been stuck in a meeting that should have been an email? Are you the one who has to take minutes during board meetings because no one else will volunteer to? I am Loretta, and this is I Second the Motion, where I will help you overcome these issues and more through the use of parliamentary procedure and Robert's Rules of Order. Welcome to I Second the Motion. This is Loretta, your friendly resident parliamentarian. So what is the big deal with meeting minutes? Do they need to be detailed? Is an overview just fine? Does each person that speaks need to be mentioned? What about motions and seconds? How do those even get recorded? Why do I have to be the one to take minutes? Now I've heard all of these complaints and more when it comes to handling meeting minutes. And truthfully, they are just the tip of the iceberg. Taking minutes at a meeting is always the bane of someone's existence, and I know how difficult it can be to participate and take minutes at the same time. You're bound to forget what you have to say or what you were taking down. So today we're going to go through these questions that I mentioned and break them down and see if we can come up with a couple solutions and answers to them. What's the big deal with meeting minutes? I tell you, some people just don't get it. <laughs> it is quite interesting. But you had to look at it. Minutes are the best way of recording what happened in a meeting. When you have decisions made and tasks to be done written down somewhere, you don't have to worry about any, well, he said this or she said that. And you, you don't need to worry about that confusion. Meeting minutes are required to be a part of your corporate records and need to be made available in the case of an auditor investigation as well. So you really want to make sure that you have accurate minutes with the correct and appropriate details in them. And then minutes help your membership be aware of what is going on within your organization. It, it's not, minutes are not just for corporate corporations or boards or homeowners associations, every organization should have some form of minutes, whether it's just a calendar saying, these are the dates that we got together this year. We decided that we're going to make Loretta our secretary. We are going to do a group fund fundraiser so we can start this annual event and we can donate it to XYZ charity, you know, Keeping those minutes, it, this, this is your record. This is what you have done. Do your minutes need to be detailed or is an overview acceptable? So the answer to this question really is it depends. It depends on what type of meeting you're having. A very formal board meeting should be detailed. You, you need to know who's speaking, who's making what motions, whether those motions carry or not what decisions are made, what tasks are assigned. Committee meetings can be brief and just cover the high points and then any decisions made or tasks that are assigned because your committee minutes, yes, those are there for the membership, but what happens at a committee is gonna be reported later on at a larger meeting, whether it's your weekly sorority chapter meeting or your monthly board meeting or manager's meeting. So you're, you're going to go into more detail at those larger meetings. So you don't necessarily have to have 
every single sentence written down. You don't have to say that Marsha motioned to be excused so she'd go to the bathroom for five minutes at 9.03 a.m. She returned at 9.08 a.m. and the meeting continued. There's no need to do that for committee meetings. And that's actually kind of silly for board meetings, too. That's way, way too much detail. But you really need to look, you need to look at the type of meeting and the formality of it. So if the minutes are for your organization's annual meeting or convention, you really need them to be detailed, especially if you are having discussions and debate regarding proposals and amendments to your governing documents. You need to make sure that you have a record of this. Because say the proposal comes in and it says, I wish to change it that our meetings, say, say the proposal is strike out Article 2, Section 3 meetings, replace with Article 2, Section 3 biannual, biannual meetings. And then the language would state, XYZ organization will have a biannual meeting to be held in June of every even year. Okay, you're going to have that. That's going to be your main motion. And then if somebody comes up and proposes an amendment, I move to amend it, striking June and replacing with August. Then you're going to have that discussion and and so on. And you, so you need to make sure you have that record of which amendments are made so that when you do the voting, which we're going to go into the in detail later, but when you vote, you vote from the bottom up. So at the very top, you have your main motion, and then all the amendments, and then you vote up the amendments, because each amendment will encompass the prior amendments that were made. You need to have that detailed. You need to have that written down, because if you don't, when whoever is going to be going back and actually making the changes to your documents, they need to know, what changes am I making? They can't just go with, okay, well, this is a motion that was made, the original motion because that mo that could have changed. So get it written down. And I mean, really, like I said, the answer to the question on if they need to be detailed or overview, it really does depend. But my, my biggest piece of advice is to remember that minutes are your written record. You need to have them somewhere in some shape or form. Now, does every person that speaks at your meeting need to be mentioned? Do they need to be, does it need to state in the minutes that Susie Patuzzi said this. Personally, I prefer to note who speaks about whatever topic it is when I'm taking minutes. This way it's clear who requested what and gave which answer to the suggestion. When you're in a formal meeting, such as a convention or annual meeting, you will have to record which member made the motion and who seconded it. For committee meetings, again, you don't necessarily have to be incredibly detailed, but you should still note that Susie S. was assigned the task of creating a webpage for the upcoming events, or Fred F. will contact the catering company with a budget of X dollars to supply brunch for the spring town hall meeting. Again, this is your love. This is how you're creating accountability for people, because if you just put in the minutes, catering company will be contacted. Well, who's going to contact them? Why are they being contacted? Is there a budget for catering? You're going to reduce any conflicts in questioning about why that decision was made to contact a catering company. When it comes to motions and seconds, and seconds, excuse me, how do those get recorded? 
So you really want to make sure that you record any motions that are made and their seconds for more formal meetings because you cannot move on from a motion unless there is a second. If only one person moves to determine that we're going to plow with only a half inch of snow and nobody seconds it, you, you can't move on from that. That There's going to be no discussion, no debate. There's going to be no voting on that motion. Somebody will have to motion it. And you'll find, if you haven't already, that there's usually that one person who, it doesn't matter what the main motion is, they'll just stand up and they'll say, second, Loretta. Second, Loretta. Second, Loretta. To ensure that there is discussion of every topic that is brought up. This can be good and bad. Personally, I haven't made my made a decision on whether or not I approve of this, but again, you, you see it happen. So an example of a main motion would be, Bill B moved to amend the proposal striking, and I quote, shall be elected by the membership annually, end quote, and replacing it with, quote, shall be appointed by the board annually, end quote. The second for this motion would be recorded as either Mary M. seconded the motion, or the motion was seconded by Mary M. Again, this just goes back to the accountability. And you want to make sure, especially if it's a main main motion or an amend, amendment that's being mo made, that you have the correct wording in there. Because again, it comes back to you need the written record. <laughs> My favorite question, why do I have to be the one to take minutes? I get it. No one likes to create to create or take minutes at a meeting. Why is this? Well, I've heard a lot of reasons. It's tedious and time consuming. They don't want to miss anything important. It's difficult to take minutes, focus on what's being said, and be able to respond. Well, somebody has to do it. Well, my solution is to have someone come to the meeting specifically to take minutes. It can seem a little crazy, but especially if, your if you don't have a specific secretary in your organization, maybe you need to cr create the role of secretary to have that person take the minutes. But if it's a committee meeting, you don't necessarily have that secretary role. So you appoint someone on the committee to do it, or you bring in your secretary from the organization. There, there are ways to do this. Now, for me, I was actually given the job by my old general counsel and the CEO to come to their monthly executive, or which was the extended management team. And I was in charge of creating the agenda sending it out and taking the minutes and making sure that those were made available to everyone. My GC needed to be able to more fully participate in her meetings instead of taking minutes and trying to participate. And both her and the CEO wanted someone they could trust to maintain the confidentiality of what was said. You can't, if you're going to do this, you do need to be careful of who you are bringing in because for the extended management team, there were topics discussed there that I had no business knowing. But because I was in that room, I was made aware. But I can't just go out and blab to Joe Schmo at the water cooler. Oh, man, you're not going to believe what they were talking about at this month's extended management team meeting. Ho, 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 it's going to be crazy coming up. No, I don't even, I wouldn't even discuss it with the managers when I would see them if I was going to ask them to sign a contract or something. What, what's said in these meetings stays in these meetings. 
and it's only to be known to be discussed amongst those who are participating. So, like I said, I didn't just take the minutes. I was tasked with creating the agenda. And each month I would reach out to the management that were participating, asking for agenda topics, and also an estimate on how long they would need. This took stress off the CEO and GC, and by managing everything, I streamlined the process. The management team knew that if their topics were not sent to me by a certain date and time, they would not get on the agenda. And that meant they would not be participating in the meeting. They would be expected to show up there, but they would not have their time to shine, their five to 10 minutes or whatever it was that they needed. I did get some pushback. Why well, didn't you know how long I'm going to take to speak? Well, when you're in a corporation and you're having these meetings, you only have a certain amount of time. And when you constantly have people who go over their time limit, it quickly adds up and your two-hour scheduled meeting has become three or even four hours, if not longer. When you assign each speaker a certain amount of time, they know ahead of time that they have to streamline their content. And additionally, as minute taker, I was in charge of keeping the time. I was a timekeeper. And if Bill B over here was getting close to his time and I could tell he had only gone through two of his five subjects, I would let the CEO know, this is where we're at, his time's coming up. And then the CEO who was presiding over the meeting it was up to him to determine whether or not to let the discussion continue and let Bill cover his last couple of agenda items, or if he was going to stop him and say, sorry, you're going to have to send us in an email later. Now, the notes that I took, which I took by hand, I prefer to take my notes by hand, they were extremely detailed. And I would note the start and stop time of each manager's discussion, because this would also help us when we were creating the agenda each month. Okay. Over the past three months, Steve has needed 10, 12, six minutes. Let's give him the 10 minute time frame because we know he can do it in less, but he has gone over. So we'll give him 10 minutes this month. And you, that way you can really get your meetings down to a science, get them done quickly and efficiently. It, now, in addition, in my minutes, everyone who spoke, I refer to them by their initials. It's a lot faster to put BB, MM, CD in my notes as opposed to Bill B, Mary M, Chris D. Because the faster that you can get the information written down, the easier it's going to be for you taking the notes. Now, when I would transfer my notes to the final minutes that I would type up, it, the notes would be a bit more broad, and I would note who brought up the topic or made a key point in the discussion. If someone was assigned a task, that was specifically called out. And I also had a separate page on our um, our internal wiki that had an open tasks list. And you would be listed on there with the date you were assigned, the date it was due, and what that assignment was. So there was never any questioning of, well, I don't remember being assigned this. And CEO could say, well... Back on December 6th, we had the meeting and you were assigned this topic and it was due January 5th. Here we are with nothing. What, what's going on? Again, make sure everything is written down. If there were decisions made, those were noted down as well. Once I had my minutes typed up, I would send the draft to my GC for her review. I wanted to make sure that if there was something over my head that it was detailed correctly. And sometimes I would just have a question on 
what exactly was being discussed. Because, again, this management level, I was just a paralegal. I didn't, I didn't know everything that they were talking about. So I would always ask for clarification because I want to make sure that I am providing the most accurate minutes possible. If I didn't ask for that assistance and I put the wrong information down, that would be on me. And that's not something I wanted. So I made sure that my rear end was covered by clarifying everything. Or I would even reach out to a speaker. Hey, you mentioned this. Can I get some more information to put in the minutes? Or is there a link or a PDF or something that I can, I can include with a minute packet so that everybody can access it later? Now, the process that I followed is not needed for every type of meeting. Like I said, this was for our firm-wide extended management team meetings, and we held them every month. If I were taking minutes in a committee meeting, I would not be so formal. But I, I would still make sure that I, I, ha I had the... I had the appropriate level of minutes provided for, for that meeting. So taking minutes, it can really be a tough business, but there are some solutions out there if you don't want to take them yourself. The key is to remember what minutes are. They're a way of communicating with your membership what decisions are being made, and they serve as a formal written record of what your organization or company is doing. If you cannot find someone to specifically attend the meeting to take the minutes, ask everyone for the reports ahead of time. Do your best to get down just the main points being made. And trust me, don't worry if it's not perfect the first few times. There truly is a learning curve. Heck, that's why I would send them to the GC every month just to make sure, hey, hey, I, I'm, I'm still on the right page with this, right? So if you're struggling with taking minutes in your organization, please feel free to reach out to me and we can chat about what your problems are. I guarantee we can come up with a productive and efficient solution. Thank you for joining me this week on I Second the Motion. Please visit parleyproconsulting.wordpress.com where you can find resources as well as how to contact me. Let's get things done efficiently.